Hawks Ventures is one of the newest venture capital funds establishing its presence in Atlanta. With its first fund of $50 million, Hawks Ventures was launched on the thesis of supporting minority and women-led startups, innovating the customer experience. I sit down today with Hawks Ventures VP, Felipe Arias, to better understand the inner workings of the fund strategy and its value add for their portfolio companies. We even get a little bit of insight into the details of their first investment that they've made. And lastly, we'll hear how the Hawks make direct investments and sometimes form strategic joint commercial ventures as an additional layer of support for their portfolio companies. Coming up this week in Atlanta, on Tuesday evening, I'll be speaking with student founders at the Launchpad at Morehouse on fundraising preparation and investor readiness. Then on Wednesday, May 3rd, you can join Valor Managing Partner Lisa Calhoun and Sarah Morgenstern, who is a venture partner at Flourish Ventures for office hours. This is catered towards female fintech founders looking for a series seed or series A lead and come learn from these experienced early stage investors. If you're interested in attending, go to valor.vc, go to the events tab where you can register. Then on Thursday, join us at the Russell Center for the 20th showcase of Startup Runway. Here you'll see 10 amazing underrepresented founders pitch their startups. Three winners will walk away with grants for their companies. If you're interested in attending, go to startuprunway.org. And lastly, keep an eye out for the events tab on Valor's website because our team is putting the final touches on an amazing AI event coming up in mid-May. Stay tuned for more details. Now let's get into today's episode. Felipe, thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me, William. We're uh, excited to be part of the Atlanta community and excited to uh, be here on the show. Yeah, man. And, you know, I'm excited that you're on here because we've all read the press releases, um, you know, online. But I think this is the perfect opportunity for our listeners, founders in the broader Atlanta ecosystem to really get to know you and the team and the people behind the fund at Hogs Ventures. So, Let's maybe kick it off with a, a brief overview of what Hawks Ventures is, and then I would love to dive into your background, your prior experiences, and perspectives. Yeah, so uh, happy to share the story. A uh, little bit of a unique story. So my partner, David Garcia, has been at the Hawks for a while, actually left the Hawks to go, found his own startup. The Tony Ressler, principal owner, called him and said, Great idea. Really like what you're doing. I have an idea to invest in companies like yours, and I think Atlanta Hawks can help support that as well. So that was the idea between David and Tony and uh, Steve Poonin, the CEO of the Hawks, and they ironed it out over several months and brought it forward. And so we are now uh, live. We're no longer in stealth mode and shadow mode. Um, the press release was, was great to highlight some of the things we're focused in on. Um, and hopefully going to be writing our first check really this week. So we're excited to to be actively investing on, on that front as well. Um, and really the, the overview, the thought is you know, there's opportunity for, for Hawks Ventures to expand on the values of the Atlanta Hawks in terms of innovation and inclusivity. So I think anyone who saw the press release saw our focus on underrepresented founders. Uh, we think it's just a great business opportunity with the percentage of dollars that are heading in that direction. We think there's a pipeline of businesses that really aren't getting the spotlight that they deserve. And I think our opportunity with sports is to spotlight some of those with our fan base, with our sponsorship network, with the arena itself. 
Uh, so I'm sure we'll get into that later, but I'm excited about that piece too. I love it. I love it. And you talk about David, you talk about Tony and how they have sort of worked together in the past. Tell us more about your background, your experiences and how you came to join the Hawks and also become part of the fun now. Yeah. So, um, I have a varied background, uh, started off my career, didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I became a consultant, did, did a lot of different things. I ran a hundred million dollars of P&Ls. I worked with uh, private equity at their portfolio companies and transformation offices. Uh, most recently was actually at Delta Airlines and really uh, enjoyed my time there in corporate strategy and helping to build out personalization. Some of the really cool things that Delta has been doing at the forefront of the industry. Uh, I was not looking to leave Delta. Uh, I, I really liked it. I love my team there. And um, got a call from David. I'd known him for a long time. Said, I think we got a really interesting, cool opportunity. The more I learned about it, um, my first response was that that doesn't sound like a real job. Um, Investing in startups, working in venture for a sports organization where we don't have to go raise money because the owners are already invested in in the idea and in the opportunities was something that, that sounded a little bit too good to be true. So spent some time with the owners and really appreciated them talking with me about the opportunity where they saw the opportunity and we all felt like it, it was a good fit so i've been excited to be a part of the team i joined uh, about halfway through last year and we spent a lot of time trying to build up our networks get everything behind us get everything in place um, so we can get hit the ground running this year as we open the doors to uh, the inbound investment flow as well yeah i love it and, and so right a 50 million dollar fund one is where you all launched today and so what, what types of deals are you all looking for? You know, if somebody goes to Hogs Ventures on LinkedIn, they'll come across your profile and it says supporting customer obsessed, diverse entrepreneurs. Dive into that, unpack it for us and, and tell us what types of deals that you're looking for, sectors, stage, maturity, those types of things. Yeah. So I think, you know, beyond the underrepresented founders piece of it, you know, which we, we just think is good business, um, we're focused in on customer experience. And that comes from a lot of different reasons. One, my background, David's background, really in building customer ecosystems, building out, you know, best in class customer experiences from different angles. So we think we really have an opportunity to early stage companies do that. Uh, the other piece is, you know, we think we have the opportunity to highlight a lot of companies in front of our fan base in the arena, really build out the fan experience for the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks fans in a new way and be a part of kind of the next generation of what a fan experience looks like. And that is a good bridge for companies to go, grow from the sports world that sh- that showcase that spotlight into bigger markets as well. Um, so that's sort of where we're looking. In terms of stage, we're early stage, but really more post-revenue, post-product. Um, Because that's where we think we can accelerate the most as opposed to at the idea stage. Um, And then we like to write kind of plus or minus a million dollar check into those. We also really like to follow on rounds um, with just the two of us and both of us being new to the investor space. We like to spend time with the companies as opposed to with the lawyers and the term sheets. Um, So that's what we're we're looking for there as well. In general, I think, you know, part of what we are trying to focus in on is obviously venture backable businesses. Uh, and that's what we're looking for. And that's what we're, we're helping on the education side as well. So we're working with you know, some of our partners to understand what does that look like and when is venture right for your company uh, and in what stage? And, and so how do we help with that too? So, um, you know, I think that there's a lot that we can look at, a lot that can make sense. Um, you know, I think that the shortest answer is 
if you think it makes sense for a basketball team to be on your cap table, you know, we're, we're certainly willing to listen. I love it. Early stage, post-revenue, post-product, typically looking to follow on million dollar or so check, hyper-focused on customer experience and really companies that could potentially be intertwined with the in-stadium fan experiences as well. Are you all focused on any particular geographies, geography agnostic? How do you all think about that as a team? Yeah, so, you know, relatively geography agnostic. Obviously, we love the, the hometown fans, so we would love to, to have invest in Atlanta businesses uh, when it can make sense. Uh, U.S. focused, we think that's where we have the biggest impact, uh, for sure. Um, and then, you know, mentioned sports, that's that's a key part of it. That's an opportunity. Um, but really, we think the opportunity to grow from sports to other uh, industries is really important. You know, professional sports is, is exciting. Uh, it's big businesses in some way, but it's also small business in others. So when you look at, you know, the opportunity to have a venture backable business, if all you're targeting is to have your customer list be, you know, large professional sports organizations, one, that's a tough road. Uh, we're, we're pretty good at negotiating. It's, it's a relatively small market. There's there's only a handful of teams that fit that. You know, we are looking in that space. We love to do joint commercial and investment deals alongside the team. Um, but we also recognize the opportunity to advance things that are tangential to sports, tangential to basketball, or really have nothing to do with sports, but really are a good fit with our fan base or our sponsorship base. And that's other places we're looking as well. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? You, you look at sports as sort of the basis, but then you can tie in a lot of adjacent avenues like media, like the creator economy. I mean, how many point of sale points do you all have in State Farm Arena? Probably thousands. So FinTech sounds like a pretty big opportunity as well. Parking. Uh, so it sounds like you all are really trying to cover the gamut from as soon as you get to the stadium to interacting in the stadium to maybe even when you leave the stadium as well. So I love the thesis there. And I think the fund launched fairly recently. It sounds like you all are actively seeking and looking to start deploying capital. Tell us more about as you do continue to grow the portfolio and make that first five or so investments, you know, as a venture capital firm that is associated with the sports team, how do you all plan to leverage the resources and the network of the Hawks to support these startups within the portfolio? Yeah, so I think number one, things where it makes sense uh, for the Hawks to be a customer, for the Hawks to be a part and to help evaluate com companies. Uh, we have some great partners uh, and internal advisors and experts that are really jumping in early on deals. Like even before you know, we start thinking about what, how big should this check look like, what should this look like, we get in parts of the team from marketing, technology, uh, our revenue teams to really take a look at this. Is this something that is interesting? Is this something that solves a need for you? Is this something that would solve a need for our fan base? Um, and, and that's really helpful. Some of those results in, you know, like a deal we're looking at now where we are looking to do a joint commercial and investment deal with a company. And so at the same time as making the investment, we are signing up to help that company develop a solution that is unique to the sports world that we can showcase, that we can bring to the trade shows, that we can bring to other sports teams and help build out that market for them. Um, in other cases, you know, it might be that the team ends up loving it, but it's not the right fit on the investment side. And so they take that too. So um, we have a really symbiotic relationship there where they bring us some ideas, we bring them some ideas, and we look at it. 
There are other spaces, you know, I'll say like next gen loyalty, where we believe, you know, there's a big opportunity there. And, and we think that um, that's something that we can be looking at, something we are actively looking for solutions in that space from an investment standpoint, because we know about how big that market could look like and where others are going. Uh, at the same time, our internal team has spent a lot of time developing what a membership base looks like. How do you interact with those members? And what does that look like? So we're trying to, to merge those paths and, and understand, you know, where do they want to go? How can we help solve some of those problems? Um, but at the same time, make sure that we're making sort of the right investments to be able to grow from there too. And it sounds like, you know, when you all are looking to invest in a company, this sort of joint venture avenue is always possible. And I think that's strong because you show just the absolute most resolute conviction in a company. You're giving them capital and taking them to market commercially within your own environment. So, you know, if you can, Felipe, from a very high level, sort of walk us through how these commercial joint ventures work um, as you all partner with startups? So far, we've been uh, a little blessed, I'll say, um, and probably the only one who, who would say this, that the market cooling down a little bit because it allows the, the deals to take a little bit more time, which allows us the time to connect with the team, make sure we have the right people to be able to be talking to, discuss what it could look like from that standpoint. How could the team use this product or service? How does it fit in? Uh, and a lot of cases, how can we even pilot something before we even get to the stage of, okay, now what should the investment piece look like? And then we can kind of bring it all together. You know, th there are other times when it's like, okay, we're moving quickly on this investment. It's something we're really excited about. We would love your initial thumbs up, thumbs down, but we recognize that you're not signing up for a commercial deal, deal yet. And so that is something else we look like. Like our first investment uh, is in the connected fitness space, something that sort of it makes sense for a basketball team to be tied to. You know, our internal strength teams uh, looked at it, um, you know, said it's interesting, said they think it's a great product. Um, but like during the season where we were, when we were making the investment, was it going to make that switch uh, and put the players on it immediately? So, you know, it kind of goes both ways where we have the opportunity to leverage that expertise, understand what it looks like. Um, but we aren't kind of required to make sure it fits. We're not required to use it. But like you said, it is always a great vote of confidence that not only are we putting money behind this, but we're signing up to be a customer. We want to help you develop it. We want to make sure you get the product from where we are now in the early stage to be ready uh, to expand from here. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And like you said, there's a great indication for the founders of the startup and also other investors that are looking to come into the deal as well to say, hey, Hogs Ventures put in money and they're using the product and maybe potentially sharing it with other stakeholders and partners within their network as well. And so want to transition the conversation here a bit, Felipe, and let's dive into the focus on minority and underrepresented founders. We know the statistics for this group of builders is very abysmal, just to say the least, and, and to be frank, right? VC dollars for Black founders fell 50% year over year in 2022. Um, I think less than 1.3% of venture dollars went to underrepresented founders last year. Tell us more about how Hawks Ventures plans to reshape this unfortunate status quo for underrepresented founders. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting. Some of those stats were actually what David used to, to recruit me on to, to getting uh, behind this. 
It is. It's abysmal. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Um, and so I think we have really two opportunities there. One is obviously the dollars we put in, uh, the support we put on, we put behind trying to make companies that we are associated with successful. Um, and we're excited to do that. I think the other piece is we, you know, have the opportunity to, to spotlight some of what's going on, to bring that forward, to be kind of that, that magnet of information and exchange from, from both sides. And so our ability to get out a press release to show what that looks like and have people come to us and say, hey, I'm looking for investment. Here's what my, my situation is. Here's what my business is. You know, sometimes those aren't venture backable businesses. That's not something we invest in. But we now have the opportunity to help funnel that in a direction and, and give warm leads, give warm introduction, give resources to those companies uh, in ways that, you know, it's kind of hard to find that otherwise. Like there's not like a big shiny beacon of like, come here, I've got all your answers and, and we'll, we won't be able to be that either. But just having one more contact point, one more entry in the press of here's a company that's trying to do this, trying to be this connection point. I think it's something that we're excited to do. And so beyond the investment dollars, you know, myself and, and David are spending a lot of time in the underrepresented community, working with founders, working with entrepreneurs, you know, that we may never invest in that might have businesses that are more main street than, you know, you know, tech startup that's venture backable. And we still think that is important to do because building that entrepreneurship community, building that up, you know, being in Atlanta and making sure those companies, those founders have a path to success, whatever success looks like, uh, is something important. I think that also then helps build that flywheel and get those investments out the door. Um, and then another piece we do, you know, I mentioned earlier, we like to follow on deals. Well, I think we we get a, a lot of inbound and there's oftentimes that's too big of a deal that needs too much funding for us to be able to to lead ourselves. But we can now be the conduit to other venture capital firms that that door might not have been open to before. Um, so we're excited to do that as well. And so excited to, to work with. And I know Value, Valor Ventures has been doing that for years. So we're excited to learn from the best in business, too. Yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, we can partner. I think being local here just gives us such a strong advantage to finding the talent. Um, and you look at Atlanta as a whole in the region, one of the most diverse regions in the world. You've got people of all backgrounds, all ethnicities, all talent and skill levels here coming together in a city like Atlanta. As you sort of think about Hawks Ventures right now in the spring of 2023 and where you all want to evolve to over the next year or so, what's top of mind? What's most exciting for you all? And how many deals are you all looking to do on an annual basis? Yeah, so you know, we said we're we're looking to deploy fifty million in the next five years. Um, we think you know roughly half of that will be first checks. Um, so in we like talking about plus or minus a million dollar checks. You know, call it a couple dozen companies to invest in. Um, so we think you know, kind of in the three to five businesses a year is sort of the best for us, especially because we want to spend a lot of time after the check goes out, making sure that we get full value uh, of having to work with us of getting to work with us. And so the networks we can deploy in the support we can provide. Um, so we want to save time to be able to do that as well. Um, you know, on the flip side, our, our leadership team has been, you know, very uh, straightforward that we're excited to do this, but um, we want to make sure we are picking and choosing and, and there's no pressure on us to go and deploy that 50 million tomorrow. Um, we are looking for the best companies out there that we can make an impact on and we can make an impact uh, in the community together. So 
a lot of those targets are coming kind of from from me and David um, and things that that we we are looking to do. And we recognize that the the faster we grow that pipeline, you know, whether again it's something we invest in or someone we help connect somewhere else, um, that's that's part of our goals as well. I can only imagine the type of inbound deal flow that you all are getting after the multiple amazing press releases that were put out in the public. And, you know, I I don't want to put too much on your plate, but I know we get some of the best founders and builders listening to this podcast on a weekly basis. So what is the best way for somebody who's building and innovating the customer experience? What is the best way for them to get in touch with your team to pitch and get in front of you all? Yeah. So, um, you know, we have an inbound email, uh, hawksvc at hawks.com. We we accept a lot of things there. I mean, really helpful if you have a pitch deck attached to it. Uh, Helps helps us to make sure we can take a look at it quicker and and get back to you. Um, You know, I I appreciate you saying you can only imagine the inbound. I also appreciate the patience of people who have sent into that. Uh, Myself and David are, are, are trying to get to all those and trying to answer you know, even if it's not the right fit to send back, here are some resources, here are some thoughts, here's when the timing might be right to reach back out to us. Um, so we're getting to those as well. But yeah, I think really helping to highlight in that email, in the pitch deck, you know, here's the problem we're trying to solve. Here's how big that problem is. Here's why we are uniquely talented, qualified to solve that problem. Um, the quicker we can understand that, the better we can understand if we're the right company at the right time to help you guys accelerate what you're doing. Um, so that's 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 what we're looking for when we're going through those. Perfect. Felipe, this was such an insightful conversation to learn more about your background, David, Tony, and his vision for Hogs Ventures and how it can really reshape the status quo for underrepresented founders throughout the country. And so it sounds like the team is off to a great start. You've got an investment that hopefully will be announced here pretty soon. And um I really appreciate your time, Felipe, and hopefully we can cross paths and continue to see Hawks Ventures elevate within the Atlanta ecosystem. Yeah, no, very much appreciate you uh, having me on. Uh, It's certainly been a warm welcome to the Atlanta ecosystem uh, in kind of this investment space more broadly to Hawks Ventures. So we're we're excited to be a part and and, uh, to start doing um, and help pull our own weight, I guess, if you will. Uh, in the ecosystem too. So looking forward to to continuing to stay in touch and uh, appreciate any of the listeners out there who reach out to us and and, and thank you for for your interest and uh, hope, hope we can help you guys out too. Perfect. Thanks, Felipe. Thanks. Have a good one. We're thrilled to have you as an Atlanta startup podcast listener. To help you get the most out of the experience, let me invite you to three insider opportunities from our host, Valor Ventures. First, want to be a guest on this amazing show? Reach out to our booking team at atlantastartuppodcast.com. Click on booking. It's a no-brainer from here. Are you raising a seed round? Valor definitely wants to hear from you. Share your startup story at valor.vc forward slash pitch. Are you a woman, a minority-led startup? Valor's sister program 
The Startup Runway Foundation gives away grants to promising startups led by underrepresented founders. The mission of the Startup Runway Foundation is connecting underrepresented founders to their first investors. Startup Runway finalists have raised over $40 million. See if you qualify for one of these amazing grants at StartupRunway.org. You can also sign up for our next showcase for free there. Let me let you go today with a shout-out to Startup Runway presenting sponsor, Cox Enterprises, and to our founding partners, American Family Institute, Truist, Georgia Power, Avanta Ventures, and Innovators Legal. These great organizations make Startup Runway possible. Thanks for listening today, and see you back next week.